It was a traumatic experience. Many may have even called it the worst day of their lives, the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. It happened twice, 586 B.C., 70 A.D. Evidence into these attacks have been recently discovered. Jerusalem has had its fair share of difficulties. It has been taken over not once, but twice. First with the Babylonian Empire in the 6th century BC, and then again in the 1st century AD by the Roman Empire. Recent archaeological discoveries have revealed swords as well as hundreds of ballista balls, ammunition used for an early form of the catapult. Scholars have been pleasantly surprised at how well-preserved the swords were giving their age during 2,000 years. We know both falls of Jerusalem were prophesied in the scriptures. It was surely a painful moment for many. But there is hope, because we have been promised a kingdom that cannot be shaken. No weapon can take that away. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus as we continue a series this week called Encounters with Jesus. And on this program, we will witness Jesus encountering the Pharisees. But first, let's open with a song sung for us by an artist you may have never heard of before. The song is called My Jesus. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all that's stealing. And you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way.
price for all my guilty Who would care that much about me Let me tell you about my Jesus Oh He makes a way where there ain't no way Rises up from an empty grave Ain't no sinner that he can save Let me tell you about my Jesus His love is strong and His grace is free And the good news is I know that He can do for you what He's done for me Let me tell you about my Jesus Let my Jesus change your life Hallelujah 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 Amen Amen Hallelujah 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 Let my Jesus change your life Although she spent much of her childhood behind a piano, Ann Wilson sang in front of an audience for the first time at her brother's funeral. A video of her moving performance organically circulated, eventually landing her a recording contract. And this, on what you just heard, was her debut song, and it quickly reached number one of the Christian music charts. Ann Wilson and My Jesus, here on Haven Today, and a program called Encounters with Jesus. When someone encounters Jesus... His or her life will never be the same. We heard about that on our last program when Jesus encountered the sick. Lives that had no hope suddenly found hope in the flesh. Their healings pointed to a greater healing from the fatal disease of sin. But not every encounter was positive. On our first program, Jesus encountered Satan. And afterwards, Satan knew his days were numbered. And that's good news for us but not good news for that wicked serpent. And on our program today, I want us to look at Jesus encountering others who were antagonistic towards him, like the Pharisees. So stay tuned as we look at a few passages between Jesus and the Pharisees. But first, I want to remind you of a special resource that we're offering. What did Jesus come to do? Did he come to liberate the Jews from the Roman bad guys? To teach a better way of life? or to help us become better parents and spouses? A Sight and Sound Theater production delivers a dramatic answer with a musical that's simply called Jesus. If you're not familiar with Sight and Sound, they've been producing top-notch plays and musicals based on scripture for years. But if you're not near Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, or Branson, Missouri, then you may not have seen these Broadway-caliber biblical productions. Well, I'd like you to experience it for yourself. Using groundbreaking special effects that elevate the story without compromising the message, you'll be stunned by the poignant musical numbers and Broadway-caliber performances. Perfect for Bible studies, families, or group get-togethers. I'd like to send you the special edition DVD with our thanks for your gift to Haven Ministries. So come to our website after the program and watch a preview. Make your gift and get the DVD at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Listen with me now to an excerpt from this production. And then a little later, we'll catch up with the actor who portrays the disciple John 
in the production called Jesus. You were healed from your sickness. What do you say? Sound production. I'm Charles Morris. This is Encounters with Jesus. And in the short clip we just played, you may have heard some of the tensions found whenever Jesus and the Pharisees ran into each other. In the eyes of Jesus, who saw the hearts of all, the Pharisees were guilty of a terrible sin hypocrisy. There were several encounters between Jesus and the Pharisees that we have recorded but one that was alluded to in the soundbite that we just heard comes from Matthew 12. Jesus and the disciples were walking through the grain fields in verse 1, and the disciples were getting hungry. Naturally, the disciples began to pick grain from the fields so that they could satisfy their hunger. But there were the Pharisees, and they weren't far behind. Were they stalking Jesus and his disciples from a distance, just waiting for them to mess up? It sure seems like that. Once they saw the disciples eating from that grain field, they questioned Jesus in verse 2. They said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. The Pharisees had Jesus right where they wanted him. At least they thought so. The Pharisees highly valued their interpretation of God's law, and especially keeping the Sabbath. They had written a tradition with close to 40 actions that would rise to the level of Sabbath-breaking. And yes, taking heads of grain and rubbing them with your fingers was considered threshing. Seems like they were splitting hairs, wouldn't you say? The Pharisees were not treating God's law as a delight, but as a burden. The Pharisees were promoting a spirit of legalism. And they wanted Jesus to submit to that same spirit. But that isn't why Jesus came. He came not to enslave individuals, but to give them rest. That's in Matthew 11, 28. When Jesus was confronted by the Pharisees, he responded beginning in verse 3, answering, Haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God 
and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priests. Or haven't you read in the law that the priests on Sabbath duty in the temple desecrate the Sabbath and yet are innocent? I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Did you notice that Jesus repeated something twice? Have you not read? Of course, the Pharisees had read these stories in the Old Testament. They knew the Hebrew Scriptures like the back of their hands, but they didn't truly understand the Scripture. They knew the facts of the Bible, but it didn't make an impression on their hearts. The Pharisees and their followers didn't see that the Old Testament was pointing to the coming of Jesus, the Messiah. So Jesus defended his disciples eating grain in a couple of ways. First, he appealed to the necessity of eating. David and his friends ate what was normally not reserved for them, the showbread, due to their hunger. The showbread was presented in the tabernacle every Sabbath to symbolize the fellowship Israel had with the Lord. And they were allowed to eat this bread, because to give David and his companions nothing would leave them starving. That would go against the purpose of the showbread, because Israel was in relationship with the Lord. He would provide their every need. Just like with Jesus and his disciples who were hungry on a Sabbath day. The second way Jesus defended his disciples was by appealing to his true significance. Jesus is the true temple. The temple that was built, destroyed, and rebuilt, and later destroyed again, as I already mentioned, was a picture of God's presence among his people. But now this reality had come in the flesh. Jesus was God himself dwelling in the midst of the people. He was certainly not guilty of breaking the Sabbath, because he was Lord of the Sabbath. The Pharisees sought some clarification. Was Jesus really justifying working on the Sabbath? They asked him if it was lawful to heal someone on the Sabbath, and Jesus replied, If any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Therefore it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. What was happening here? Jesus was calling the Pharisees out of their hypocrisy. Of course, they would take the time and effort to help their sheep on the Sabbath. Why? Because these animals were so important to their livelihood. If the Pharisees would work to help their livestock, why wouldn't they work to help out a person in need? And Jesus ended the conversation by giving us all a principle that's still relevant even to this day. It is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Whatever you may think about the Sabbath or the Lord's Day today, there's never a bad time to serve someone in need. That's what the Lord Jesus, who healed on the Sabbath, would want us to do. So the Pharisees departed, and then they began to plot how they were going to kill Jesus. This encounter with Jesus was only fueling their sinful anger. But what about the sick who were healed? and the hungry who were fed, the spiritually lost who were found, we have reason to rejoice, because Jesus has set them 
and us free from the chains of legalism, of man-made rules, so that we may follow him and find the rest that we so desperately need even today. I would call that pretty good news, wouldn't you?
powerful rendition from the Gaither Vocal Band of Chris Tomlin's famous version of Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone, here on this Haven Today, Encounters with Jesus. Earlier, we heard an excerpt from the sight and sound production called Jesus. Did you know that every year, 900,000 people attend one of their special performances in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and even more in Branson, Missouri? The musical, called Jesus, was released just before COVID hit, and the theaters were forced to close for a time. But here at Haven today, we have a special edition on DVD of this production that many think is even better than the live, in-theater performance. Daniel Gorham is the actor who plays the Apostle John on this DVD, and I met up with him yesterday in between performances as he was getting ready to be Pharaoh in the play Moses. So I asked Daniel, as he was getting ready to go back on stage, what it was like, what he was thinking as he was getting ready to portray the disciple of Jesus, that disciple named John. People oftentimes ask about how you portray a character um, that's a historical character, where there's not maybe too much um, written about their personal life or background. Mm-hmm. We kind of deduced through some historical documents that he may have been the youngest disciple, you know, even as young as a teenager when he followed Christ. So you take the script, you know, and you, you really ask the director and the writers what their intentions were with that script. And then you try to put that character to life. You bring that character to life. So there's some historical analysis, but mostly you are looking at what is the intention of this character when he is saying the lines that he's given? And where does he fit into the larger picture of the story we're trying to tell? So you look more about the whole script and this character, how he fits in that script. And you look a little bit about the history of that character, but mostly it's about the context that you're trying to give to this character based on the script that's in front of you. If somebody has never gotten on a bus or gotten in a car and gone to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, or Branson, Missouri, Daniel, what would they expect to see uh, at a sight and sound production like Jesus? You're going to see a wraparound stage, 300 feet, about a cast of 80 people, upwards of 60 animals on stage, a huge LED screen about 30 feet tall and 120 feet long, amazing special effects, and some professional quality acting and singing talent. So if they don't get the chance to see it in live, the DVD is the next best thing. Daniel Gorham, who plays John in the DVD called Jesus. We'd like to get you a copy of this special edition DVD on Jesus as our thanks for supporting this ministry. You just need to contact us, and why not right now? Come to our website and watch an excerpt that we put up. Make your gift and we'll send the DVD to you right away. And remember, it's a special version that we have for you, a special edition. Come visit us right now at haventoday.org, haventoday.org, or call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. And if you wanted to but failed to get in touch last week for that special book we have called Five Things to Pray for Your Kids, Why don't you still get in touch with us and get a copy? It's the best book I've found to keep the kids growing up and those grown up before your Heavenly Father in prayer.
Why don't we take a moment? Join me in prayer right now. Lord in heaven, our heavenly Father, we come to you in prayer right now as we're reflecting this week on encounters that Jesus had with others when he walked here in Galilee, in Jerusalem, as he was combating Satan in the wilderness. Lord, we ask for you to bless us with your presence even now, to show us how we can be good and good to others, even on a Sabbath day, to be of help to others as well. Lord, we want to understand the law for its real purposes that lead us to Christ who died for our sins, paid for them once and for all, shed his blood for us. We want grace to be alive in our hearts because we need grace just as desperately today as people did back in the day when Jesus lived on earth. So be with us now. Give us the strength we need. Give us the faith that we lack. And we ask this now in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. The book of Deuteronomy is very intent on telling us what to do with our ears. Listen to the Lord's voice. Hear the voice of Moses. Wait for and then listen to the voice of his prophet. Who we listen to shapes us. That's why chapter 5 tells us, Hear, so that it may go well with you. For us, it's not a promise of land of milk and honey, like it was for Israel. It's a promise of eternal life in the new earth with Jesus. When Christ was baptized, the Father told us, listen to him, hear his voice, follow him, and by faith receive his salvation. This is how it is. Christians centering everlasting life. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchored.com.